Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FH&P Lawyers, LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at fhplawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams. Welcome to another edition of FH&P Lawyers podcast. I'm here as usual with Tanvir. Tanvir, how's things going? Good. Things are good. How are you, Clay? Oh, you know what? I'm doing great. We're busy, aren't we? Wow. It's It's a crazy, busy conveyance month, and I don't think that July and August are going to be any slower. No, and we're recording this right at the end of the month, and uh, my goodness, um, that's busy time, especially for for you who do more conveyances than me. Oh yeah, it's crazy. So today, we are going to talk about employment law and and also the interaction between what employment lawyers do or business lawyers that do employment law and human resources. And uh, we do have a guest today. Uh, so welcome, Carrie. And Carrie is FH&P's Manager of People and Culture. So Carrie is our human resources professional at the firm. Welcome. Thanks, Clay. You know, I'm going to take responsibility, Tavri. This is my idea for this show. and okay. uh, so, <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> so one of the things I find is I do get my ongoing business clients calling me and asking me questions. And, you know, I, I think some of them are kind of detailed uh, questions that I don't know the answer to. So it struck me that maybe a good topic would be, what the heck does a human resources professional, and that's what you are, Carrie, is, is that right? That's correct. I'm a charter professional of human resources. CPHR. So what do you have to do to be a CPHR? So you have to do ongoing training and professional development experience to ensure you keep your accreditation. And you can also receive CPHR designation with experience, but primarily it's a combination of formalized schooling and ongoing experience within the marketplace. So so let me give you an idea, and, and Tanvir, you probably want to jump in here too, but usually when I'm getting my clients calling me with some kind of a an employment issue, they're asking me questions about drafting employment contracts or interpreting what's in a contract they've already signed. I'm getting questions about terminating employees and how much notice, whether they can terminate in certain situations, and uh, things, uh, restrictive covenants are are a big one, and whether they can compete, uh, whether they can use certain information to compete, uh, and of course, uh, business transitions, and uh, so buying shares. I don't, is there any, have I missed anything? No, I think that fully covers it. I think for me personally, I think I have companies that are quite a bit smaller, so the owner of the business, is doing the HR is his own people and culture manager. So when we get into bigger businesses like FHMP, for example, we have somebody actually sitting there playing that role for us for sure. So I don't, other than doing the employment contracts, non-competes, and like you said, reviewing, I haven't had any specific HR um, So yeah, concerns. it's kind of, kind of discrete issues almost that we're getting. Yeah. So what does a human resources professional do on, on a day-to-day basis? So Clay, a human resources professional is embedded in a business a lot of times. So to Tanvir's point, sometimes you're a, a small shop and you don't actually have the resources to have an embedded HR professional and there are consultants available for that. But for larger employers like FHMP got to that point, you are often embedded in the business. So a human resources professional is really looking after the day-to-day matters involving people, which I think we'll all agree is any company's number one asset by far. 
So those matters can be very diverse. It could be providing coaching and support to leaders and employees, hiring, onboarding, succession planning for the future, training and development, performance management, engagement, retention, team building, benefits, including mental health, which of course is a big topic these days, policy development, and certainly addressing any disciplinary matters. So the human resources function really used to be a transactional activity, but in this day and age, we're really a strategic business partner, and the more we understand about how that business works, the better off we can deliver to the business itself. So what is the interaction that you have with a business lawyer that's doing employment law? So there's definitely times when the scope of a matter extends beyond the expertise of a human resources professional. And this is when you need to be calling an employment lawyer. So various examples of that could be dealing with a wrongful dismissal concern from a former employee, a human rights complaint, a contentious disciplinary matter, or you're looking at a termination and you don't know the parameters around what should be contained in that termination. Things like uncharted employment waters, so the addition of medical cannabis and the use of that on the job is something that we might want to be talking to legal counsel about. And maybe reviewing proposed policies or significant changes made to current policies. There are those times where the scope of the matter is extending beyond what a human resource professional's expertise can encompass, and that's when you need to be reaching out to to your employment um, lawyer specialist. So we're just coming out of this pandemic crisis that we've we've gone through for the last oh, over a year now, and uh, what a time to be doing employment law. And I don't know about you, Tanvir, but we had a lot of panic calls last year in March. What am I going to do? How can I lay people off? I mean, and, and as it turned out, uh, most people did not have the ability to lay people off, although everybody did it anyway, yeah. because it wasn't in your employment contract. Do you have some stories from that time, I'll bet? I certainly do. I probably can't tell them here, though, actually. <laughs> oh. What a they crisis, though. Cities. So... COVID-19 has been a huge test for HR professionals. Um, You are the face that people are going to turn to for direction when it comes to things like like a crisis of this scale. So it meant that that HR had to take it to the next level in terms of being in regular contact with each other, first of all, to see what were we all doing because we were all experiencing the same thing at the same time. Making sure that we really over-communicated with staff. something that is hard to do when you're busy in a business but HR really had to insist that we were taking the time to talk to staff and we didn't have all the answers far 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 from it but what was important was to make sure that people knew what was happening uh, even if it meant that we had no new information that was the update at times because of the state that we found ourselves in in the world so I know that uh, one of the things that uh, I was getting a lot of calls on were uh, employers who had laid uh, some of their staff off and uh, you know we're talking about um, some of the restaurants or you know some of the facilities that uh, just just weren't allowed to open they got to the end of the layoff period and uh, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that you a layoff doesn't last forever well, there's a hard end date to that and at that point a uh, an employee is considered terminated and uh, you have to pay notice 
Now that must have been a, an interesting situation. So we as employers are relying on human resources, people like you and, and the staff is going, what do I do? Yeah, Clay, this was a, a very unique challenge because to actually run out a notice period is typically unheard of. And you're right that people didn't recognize that once that had been fulfilled, uh, they were no longer employees. And that was a different scenario for a lot of people, always expecting that when the layoff came, um, it would also be a return to work, would follow thereafter. So we have things in place in, in Canada, which um, as HR professionals, we, we try and make sure people are aware of, that we do have safety nets in the form of employment insurance uh, in this country that is meant to catch you in those times of need. The government took unique steps during this pandemic, such as introducing the CERB, which we made sure that people were aware of, but employers still have an obligation to their staff um, during these unprecedented times. Even if they're not in a situation where they can bring them back to full-time employment, such as the reference that Clay made to restaurants. Um, I knew about pools, mm -hmm. for example. People used to offer spin and exercise classes that until recently uh, were not available uh, for, for people to be employed in and participate in. So this was a unique situation for HR to really provide some resources beyond a paycheck is important. So an employer does need to provide that paycheck, but they also need to look out for people from the perspective of them as humans with families and other needs as well. Okay, so I'm picking up that the difference in our functions as lawyers versus as somebody doing HR that we're sort of handling more of the crisis situation, whereas you're playing that face role, you're there as the human resources person, you're there to keep things consistent and ongoing and handle things as they come versus we're doing a lot more of the crisis management. So it, we're getting those employers when they don't know where else to go and then all of a sudden they need the legal advice about the employment or legal advice about this termination is potential, the COVID layoff is coming to an end. I, I think that's fair. So human resources professional isn't gonna be the one to provide an opinion and, and go to court if you have a uh, an employee who is uh, soliciting clients against a provision in an agreement. That's, that's our job. But your job would be to make sure that there's an employment agreement in place, I guess, and uh, keep that relationship between the employer and the employee. Yeah, Clay and Tanvir, that's absolutely the case. And it's oftentimes that HR will get to that point. It's almost a tipping point where it does turn into a crisis situation or it has the potential to turn to turn sour in some way. And these are the times that as HR professionals, we need to be picking up that phone and getting um, more concrete advice. The other thing is that there's precedents out there around um, things that have happened in the past in these matters. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's our lawyers, our employment lawyers, that have that expertise to bring to us that we don't have at our fingertips day in and day out. Really an invaluable resource for when you reach that point in time. So we've sort of mentioned what we deal with more commonly when it comes to employment on our end of it at being lawyers. What is something that you see more often when it comes to employment and just in the HR role? Is there something that you're seeing more consistently? So in terms of the day-to-day -day of HR, there, ever, there never is a day that's exactly the same, which I'm, I'm sure is very, the, very much the same in employment law. But there are some consistent things that 
people are people they have have needs and they bring their life to work Mm -hmm. so there's no such thing as leaving your family or your personal situation at the door so as much as I'm an HR professional I'm also a sound listener that I can be a confident person that you can come and speak to and oftentimes there's coaching and support that goes into that on a day-to-day basis that you don't really see captured in in a job description I guess of an HR professional so you You'll see things like training and development and recruitment and all these things are very, very important. But at the end of the day, one of the primary jobs of an HR professional is what I started out by saying, which is being there for that day-to-day needs, both of the employees and the leaders. Because just because you're a manager doesn't mean you have it all figured out. But the number one thing that you're responsible for isn't just your work, it's for your people. And so the, the better they are equipped to be successful, they're going to have better results for you and for the business overall. I just can't leave the topic without mentioning that FHMP is hiring. We are looking for... To replace Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> you can't buy me out yet. <laughs> so we are looking for uh, associate lawyers. I think we're looking for litigation lawyer and we're looking for paralegals and legal assistants too. So We're definitely uh, looking for a solicitor in Penticton as well. Oh, absolutely. So uh, if you're listening, please call Carrie. So do you have any advice for um, like some of Tanvir's clients? Tanvir had mentioned that at her stage in her career, uh, some of the businesses are smaller. Hopefully they'll grow with you as uh, you progress in your career. But how does a owner manager access some human resources skill? So that online, there are several free resources that you can simply use Google to find out information. At the very least, you should have an understanding of... I, I have to stop you there. I'm you don't sorry. Want to see Please be careful <laughs> accessing resources from Google. I don't know about you, Tavir, but how many employment agreements reference the state of Illinois oh, or something? Yeah, <laughs> It shouldn't be something that somebody who has no knowledge or understanding of the requirements for employees should be left to their own devices. Mm -hmm. My suggestion on that is at the very least they have an understanding of employment standards within their within their province mm-hmm. uh, as a starting point that they have a grasp of employment standards so that they're meeting those minimum obligations appreciating that those are minimum obligations to yeah. to employees um, and employers will often go beyond them but they can't go beneath them so that would be a starting point and, and then people could probably find some basic information on the right sort of websites, whether they're government websites or a lot of blogs from law firms, for example, will set out not only COVID policies, but just general employment information. So it's not going to be the answer to a specific question, but there are online resources if you look in the right spot. Absolutely. And the other thing to do would be to reach out to a human resources consultant if necessary. Mm -hmm. And if it goes beyond the scope of an HR professional, then by all means to be seeking um, support from an employment lawyer. Uh, would absolutely be recommended because you can get yourself in trouble mm-hmm. um, in the wrong scenario. And unfortunately, in a small business, that could be very costly to an employer, both financially and from a reputation. So Carrie, what are some ongoing employment policies or like tips that you would give maybe smaller to medium-sized businesses, maybe businesses that don't have their own HR individual right now? I think regardless of the size of a business, you have to have something in place to do with health and safety. 
uh, to ensure the safety of your employees would be paramount. The other thing would be to have a clear understanding of what their roles entail. Mm -hmm. So ideally that's in a written format um, because if it's not, then there's a whole bunch of room for subjectivity should um, something not go well within the relationship. And the clearer it is laid out um, in a employment contract, the better off you are. And those are the times where if you don't have an in-house HR professional, you do want to be reaching out for support um, and even specifically to an employment lawyer to make sure that you're using a proper template within that. And also things to do with harassment, discrimination mm -hmm. uh, are important as well. And nowadays, you also want to know that you have some obligations around the introduction of cannabis or solicit um, oh, yeah. drug use. And you also have to assume that people are uh, have significant amount of rights um, under employment standards, that you, you can't take that for granted and you can't arbitrarily dismiss someone because you found them drunk on the job, for example. And in doing so, you are likely to experience a human rights complaint. Carrie, can I give you a tip? Usually we will get a file or we'll get complaints from one of our clients and they'll say, you know, I want to fire this person. This is what they've done. And I'll say, well, you know, let's take a look at the file and um, there's no file there's nothing there there's vague complaints about what this person has done in the past there isn't any kind of history of discipline I just can't emphasize enough how important it is to have, have good records when it does come to a lawyer Clay, I'm smiling at that one because it's the first question that an in-house HR professional will ask managers is to um, talk about any steps that they've taken to address the situation and where is it in writing, where is it documented. And oftentimes, unfortunately, uh, it will come to a head where a manager wants you to do something right now, but uh, it is not that simple when you haven't done the appropriate amount of record keeping to ensure that you can actually have a, a clean situation coming out of it. That's a good point. I guess you've got to push back against the, the people that pay you as well sometimes. Absolutely. So Carrie, I, I take it that one of the roles of a human resources professional is to handle terminations. Yes, that's correct. And so I take it that part of your role is to keep those terminations away from the lawyers. Is that right? <laughs> yes, Clay, absolutely. We we don't want to have to pull in legal counsel for terminations, but oftentimes it makes sense to do so. So on that note... Thanks, Carrie. That was super insightful. Thank you for having me. FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com.